You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten older, he's gotten really finicky about eating. He used to get so excited about food, he'd literally spin. Well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. The following program contains graphic material, including offensive language. Viewer discretion is advised. Wait a minute. Do you still think politics is boring? Well, not when you can say fun words like cacus. Yes, it's fun words like cacus and more. With the intellectual, intersexual, and intersectional, Nicole Sandler on NicoleSandler.com. Howdy folks, Meiji Fedlux here. I, I wrote a special uh, Donald Trump fundraising song that he can sing with gusto and, and with all the sincerity that guy has ever had. I don't care if your mom's dying with the cancer of the brain. Don't care if your arthritis leaves you constantly in pain. I don't care if you've no money to help send your kid to school. I just need you to send cash to me. I'll trust that you're a fool. I don't care if you can't breathe because of toxins in the air. Don't care if ground pollution has you losing all your hair. Don't care that your roof's leaking cause it's old and full of holes. Getting your cash to my pocket is my only real goal. Thank you for being too dumb to notice. I have done nothing for you. My greatest grift was to be the POTUS So many idiots to screw And that's the truth I don't care if you can't make payments on the family farm I don't care if gangrene means that soon they're cutting off your arm I don't care if grocery costs have left you starving frequently I have one concern that's getting you to send some cash to me Thank you for being too dumb to notice I have done nothing for you My greatest grift was to be the POTUS So many idiots to screw Give a damn who thinks it's odd that someone who is rich Would be begging for your quarters like a whiny little bitch Cause I've learned from past experience that lots of folks are dumb And though they don't have much money, if I whine they'll give me some 
Thank you for being too dumb to notice I have done nothing for you My greatest grift was to be the POTUS So many idiots to screw Folks just like you Isn't it great to be part of the group? <laughs> Thanks Man, for listening. You got it. Mangy Fetlock, also known as Bruce W. Nelson. It's Bruce W. Nelson, right? I, I'm just, I'm just a little, uh, 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 just sort of out of it slightly. I don't know why. Shouldn't be. Uh, sleep. I don't sleep enough. But hey, anyway, welcome to a Tuesday. Um, today's going to be a little bit of a different day uh, because well we got I have some stuff to tell you about a little bit of news happening that I I thought we would start with because you know uh it is a sort of a news-based show the big news well here in Florida anyway is that the governor such as he is um his campaign keeps imploding uh today they got rid of another third of their campaign staff. They've been hemorrhaging money. Apparently, it's all the private jets that old Ron and uh, Casey are taking. You see, Ron doesn't like to be around the little people. God forbid he, he fly commercial. So they're, they're burning up all this money with private jets. Uh, I'm just waiting for the day that they have to announce that they've pulled out Uh, I'm just waiting. Um, You know it's coming. Uh, Never too soon, but you know it's coming. And then there's the grifter-in-chief. And the song from Angie Fetlocks was just perfect to start the show today because Donald Trump is now fundraising, again, off the expected third indictment. Third criminal indictment. Um, Yeah, and uh, apparently all the news trucks are camped out around the the uh, the courthouse, I guess, in D.C., or wherever the grand jury meets. <coughs> See, the grand jury apparently meets on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and but that's all we know. So nobody knows if today was the day they're going to vote. They likely won't tomorrow because uh, I, reportedly they don't meet on Wednesdays. So if it's not today, it won't be until Thursday. But... You know, everyone's camping out, waiting for the announcement. And of course, not that I read Truth Social. I just read reports of people who read Truth Social. And I guess he's been going on these rants over there. Um, it's it's kind of scary stuff. But um, anyway, uh, that's happening. Um, there was some good news today. UPS will not be going on strike. The U- UPS and the Teamsters reached a new five-year deal today. It finalizes the, avert the largest single strike against a company in U.S. history and an estimated $7 billion hit to the economy. Now, the, 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 the um, uh, SAG and AFTRA and the Writers Guild are still out on strike, but apparently it didn't affect the movies over the weekend. Did you go see... Either Oppenheimer or Barbie. A lot of people went to both. Not that the two have anything in common, other than there were two big movies and got people back into the theaters, really, for the first time since the pandemic. I've not been to a movie since the pandemic, I don't think. Um, 
it's weird. You know, everything is different. I, I, I do want to see both of them. David doesn't want to see Barbie. So uh, I'll probably wait until that comes on uh, on one of the uh, streaming channels. But Oppenheimer, I think because it's like a three hour film and we still don't like to be around too many people in a closed space. So maybe we'll go one, you know, matinee one afternoon or something. I don't know. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that happened that, oh, in Israel. Oh, my goodness. So, so you know, I tried calling a couple of hotels yesterday, right? And and the, the shit is just hitting the fan. People are still out in the streets. Apparently, the largest showing of, you know, people out in the streets. The military is like the IDF is saying, we will not... Um, report. We will not, you know, defend this government if they are like unilaterally saying that they're disempowering. I know I made up the word, but, uh, you know, taking away uh, some of the power of the Supreme Court. This, uh, Ian Bremmer tweeted this out. Uh, I'm showing a picture. It is the covers of Israel's daily newspapers. And one, two, three, four, five of them just printed a blacked out front page. So um, I guess, you know, maybe tomorrow I'll call earlier in the day so I can get some people on the line. I See, I would do it live during the show, but, you know, we wind up wasting, wind up wasting a lot of time because um, it's late at night over there now. So uh, we'll do that. Uh, before we we get move on to the 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 main portions of today's show, um, it is that time of year again. I thought today was the anniversary. It would be the seventh anniversary of the day I was diagnosed with lung cancer, and I went looking for it for the show. I remember it so clearly. It was when I was still, you know. Randy Rhodes and I were still working together in her studio up in uh, in Deerfield Beach. I mean, in uh, in Delray Beach, where she still broadcasts from. Um, and so there's a. Uh, um, I'll show you just a little bit of the video. Um, it was it was actually seven years ago on Friday. It was the twenty first. For some reason, I was thinking I was diagnosed on the twenty fifth. But it was the 21st. And, um, uh, you know, I found out that uh, I had cancer literally moments before I went on the air. And then so th- this is at um, at that studio. Uh, let me see if I can. Here we go. Um, I'm just going to play a couple of minutes of it just to, to remember, because, you know, it, it, it's my annual reminder to people to get checked. If you ever smoked, get checked. So anyway, here's some of the, the video from that day. Um, I will give her a fair hearing. As I said, I like... Oh, she, I was talking I about Jill Stein, Stein was coming so on. Second hour tomorrow. We, you know, we have the news at the top of the hour till about 3.15 Eastern. We'll have her on the phone from 3.20 until 4 o'clock. So I will ask my questions and... Again, you know, promoting... have a good... Good Jill Stein before she early fucked everything up. And we'll try to take as many questions as we can. Um, I will be here tomorrow. That said, uh, and I will be going in for the PET scan in the morning. But uh, I got up here to the studio, oh, a little after 12 o'clock this, uh, this afternoon. It's now, it's now a little after 2. And um, shortly after I got here, my phone rang. 
and it was once again the doctor. And although I was not expecting any um, any uh, answers before uh, before Monday, um, uh, the doctor was able to get the I don't know the pathologist, whoever does you know reads the tests, and they got a preliminary uh, preliminary results from the biopsy, and it's cancer. It's something called he thinks it's adeno. Adeno cancer. Adenocarcinoma, now we know. So I still go in for the PET scan tomorrow. And uh, we have an appointment for next Thursday with a surgeon. And um, waiting to hear back from the oncologist. So you guys are going through it with me because I don't know how to do it any other way. I will have to be open and honest and share everything with you because I don't know how else to do it. So, okay, enough of that. So that was seven years ago this week. Just so you know, seven years later, cancer-free. After five, they say you're cured. I still have to go in for an annual CT scan. Um, so I'm making that appointment because I've got to do it. It's that time of the year. Uh, but, um, you know, we, I got really lucky in that we caught it really early. And in case you weren't around back then, what happened is, it's not funny, um, you know, back then I'm working with Randy. Well, we're let's just say we're both difficult people. So I, um, uh, and she was, she's particularly difficult. And um, it was one day, it was a couple of weeks earlier, a couple of weeks before that, um, I was, I was there. We were fighting horribly. It was bad. And, um, I, I left and I drove home and I just really wasn't feeling well. And I got into bed. I, I lay down, I slept for an hour or something and I woke up like in a cold sweat. And I said to David, I think, you know, we need to go to the hospital. And so we went, um, <laughs> they, d- because I thought I was having a heart attack. Long story short is I wasn't having a heart attack, did not have a heart attack. They sent me to another hospital the next day to get a, um, a, a, a what's it called? The, the catheter, you know, the, um, uh, David, what's it called? Angiogram. Angiogram. And um, um, the, uh, uh, so the cardiologist, before they did the angiogram, he said, what did they tell you at the hospital about the, uh, your chest X-ray? And I said, Nothing. And he said, well, I have to tell you this because it, it, if you need a, um, a stent inserted and when we do the after we do the catheter, um, this will you can't have a medicated stent because there's a mass on your lung. And if they you know, we can't do like there's a what the other hospital saw there was a mass on my lung in the chest X-ray and didn't tell me. I'm telling you, I'm so fed up with doctors and hospitals and the whole medical community in this country, the way they do things, or better yet, don't do things. Um, so you've got to be your own best advocate, just saying. So here I am, uh, seven years, next month. Uh, I had the surgery on August 30th. So it is uh, seven years, you know, this month. And be diligent. If you've ever smoked, go get a screening because... Catching it early, I escaped radiation and I escaped um, uh, chemotherapy. Now, I had two 
It's two separate and distinct instances of lung cancer. I had two tumors. One, the bigger one, was in the lower left lobe. They took out that whole lobe. The smaller one was in the upper left lobe, and they did what's called a wedge resection. They cut out like a pizza slice of it. Um, (laughs) But they were two unrelated cases of lung cancer growing at the same time. This is crazy stuff. Anyway, here we are, seven years later. Um, get tested. Just, you know, be your own best advocate. Um, all right. Well, what a weird time to, to, to bring in David. Um, and I only say it's weird because uh, it's if it's not one thing, it's another. Um, first, let's introduce, again, my husband, David Sloan. Hi, David. Hello. 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 Um, so I, the only reason it's weird is, pe- you know, people keep asking, "What are we still here? We're still here in Florida. Um, now we're dealing with your shit. And you have a brain tumor, <laughs> a pituitary tumor, right? That's correct. Uh, and I saw a doctor about it today. Also, you mentioned uh, the shit that you went through. Um, I'd like to tell a brief story. Go ahead. If you don't mind. Go for uh, it. So as you also know, Nicole, I am crutching around because of problems with my knee and my calf. Oh, I know. (laughs) I've been trying to get a decent pair of crutches because the crutches we have at the house here are old and funky. So at any rate, Medicare has told me about six different places. Three of them are out of business. One of them is CVS who had no crutches whatsoever. Um, one of them is a place that, uh, I, I, they're now doing business under a different name and phone number. So I didn't know what time they closed. When I went there yesterday to get a pair of crutches, I got there at four Oh nine because who knows what time they closed and they closed at four. Right. So I came back and I bitched at Medicare and they said, Oh, well, we'll give you another one right there in Coral Springs. It's a medical supply place. Oh, great. That sounds very convenient. I call them up. Yeah, they're a medical supply place for diabetes. <laughs> no crutches. Uh, and no you, crutches. You, you, you had a knee thing and you wound up getting this um, a platelet-rich plasma, platelet-rich plasma. injection, which is, I, I guess is making the knee, knee a little better. But in the meantime, because you were favoring the leg or whatever, you wound up tearing a muscle in that leg and they've now had to extract like all kinds of blood and... What happened Guts was, and was crap actually, from your life. What? It was actually a previous tear Ooh. that I was unaware of because it had been there for quite some time. And the platelet-rich plasma creates the goal of it is to create inflammation in a particular part of a joint because then the joint makes an effort to try and, for lack of a better term, remodel itself. Okay. And that was the good news. The bad news is because of gravity, oh. the the inflamed material, let's call it. Um, traveled down my leg and got into where there was this small tear. And because there was a place for this liquid to go, that's where it went. So it took a small tear that was not really bothering me at all and created a large tear that is very painful. So it is a result of the the platelet-rich plasma injection indirectly. Indirectly, very indirectly. Right. I mean, ninety-nine, a hundred people that have this, ninety-nine point nine of them would never have the same result wow. unless yep. they had the same type of tear that I had. So, uh, yeah, that's another another <laughs> lottery that I won. That one in the brain tumor lottery. Yeah, 
But the brain tumor could have been a lot worse. It could be malignant. Right. And, and they say most of these, these uh, pituitary tumors are 99% of the time benign, but it is also right next to your optic nerve. And so they're going to do the cyber knife surgery that uh, is right. just, it never ends. But the cool That's thing right. is the doctor said that they do the cyber knife thing and you can drive home. There's no recovery yeah. time. They don't, and the alternative to that is they crack open your skull. Right, transphenoidal, it's called. And and in in this situation, there's no insurance. I don't even think they they anesthetize you. You just lay there. Pardon me. Um, yeah, this is this is no pun intended, a no brainer. And the tumor is actually located in between my two optic nerves. So if it grows very much, I could, you know, go blind. And, and I love dogs, but I just don't want to be led around by one. <laughs> I, I got it. So we're, we're speaking with my husband, David Sloan. Actually, I, he's not here today to talk about, uh, to be a contributor to the Mal Ladies uh, broadcast. Laffy's usually here now. This is the, uh, you know, every other Tuesday. And we would have been doing the Mal Ladies because... She's dealing with uh, her own maladies. So um, we figured David could fill in. <laughs> so hopefully, Laugh, you'll be here next week, but she may not because of this malady she's dealing. I'm telling you, we are going to do the Mal Ladies uh, podcast and just talk about all that ails us. Um, the reason we're talking today is oh, I should, do I have a drum roll? I do. Wait, hold on. It's because. We're launching a new podcast. Uh, hosted by David Sloan. Um, it's called Follow the Money Ball. So tell us, David, what is Follow the Money Ball? So Follow the Money Ball is um, me interviewing various people that I have known uh, throughout my 44-year career as a Major League Baseball players agent in regard to issues that reside at the intersection of sports and money. And um, pardon me, the first two episodes are done and uh, the second one will be posted either later today or tomorrow morning at followthemoneyball.substack.com. Um, yes, although <laughs> you don't know this because uh, your producer sucks, I'm telling you. Uh, so I thought, oh, this is good. We'll use Substack. We'll put it on the Substack. They have a podcast component. It'll go out. The thing is, your podcast is not hosted by Substack, but they distribute them. And I thought, we'll produce it on the platform I use, which is Zencaster, and 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 get it all there. And then I can just put it, have it, the RSS feed populate the Substack as it does Apple Podcasts, Google Podcast, wherever you get your podcast. That the way that it goes out is through the RSS feed. Well, little did I know, but I do now, that um, Substack wants their own RSS feed. So if you put in a podcast, like we did the first episode and we uploaded it, Substack then creates their own RSS because they don't want you using a different network. So it's not going to be at, 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 it will probably, once we get this up and going, it will still you'll still have the substack maybe but we have to manually link to it which is not the ideal way to do it so everything's up in the air but right now don't worry about the substack thing go to um 
I don't even know what to tell you. Uh, go to Substack because the first episode is there. So follow the moneyball.substack.com. You'll get the first episode. I will post a link to the second episode there as well. Um, and by then we'll have, I'll have figured out the permanent home for it. Uh, so much for a flawless launch. You know, that damn producer we have here. Yeah. I'm going to have to talk to my executive producer. <laughs> Hello. Um, I mean, it's it's not quite Ron DeSantis on um, <laughs> on Twitter bad, but uh, right, it, it's it's far from ideal. So so what so on follow the, so the reason that you are the perfect person to host this for anybody who's interested in sports and the business of sports is you represented Major League Baseball players as an agent for forty four years, um, and so you've got you've got a lot of stories. That's true. And um, those stories created a lot of experience, uh, an awful lot of people. One of the things that motivated me to get into this is there are so many people on the air who have nothing more than a microphone. They never, they never worked with athletes. Yep. They never negotiated contracts for athletes. They never worked for teams. It's questionable whether even any of these people ever played baseball or, or whatever sport they're pontificating about. Um, I was a player. Uh, I was not a great player, but I was a player. Um, made it all the way to the next to the last cut of the Arizona State University baseball team that was one of the top two teams in the country that year. Uh -huh. But um, nonetheless, it, it was always a better thing that I represented my clients and did the talking for them as opposed to me being the athlete and having them talking for me. Um, but the the thing that really separates me from the overwhelming majority of people who are talking about sports these days is the fact that I have recruited players. I have negotiated contracts for players. As a matter of fact, the people that are listening to this, um, the sports fans probably have heard of a player who had a contract that he was able to opt out of. Well, the very first contract that made it possible for a player to opt out of his contract in any form or fashion, I did that. I did that contract. Um, I also did for the very first time, not just in baseball, but in professional sports, a contract that enabled my client, if he were traded from the team he signed with here in Florida, which is a no state tax jurisdiction, right. to a team that resided in a state or city that collected a tax, the team he was traded to would have to make him whole. And that player was traded with $48 million left on Ooh. his contract Ooh. back in 2005. And he was traded to New York. Carlos Delgado was traded to the New York Mets. And that deal that I negotiated for him, if you were to extrapolate it into 2023 dollars, probably put an extra $10 million in his pocket. Wow. And that deal had never been done before. And it was not done for another seven years by any agent in baseball. And since then, another 12 years, no one else has done it. Now, the wow. reason that that makes no sense whatsoever is because it happens all the time in terms of players getting traded from one team to another. And there are uh, seven of the 30 teams, I believe, uh, that, that reside in uh, jurisdictions that do not collect any taxes. And... Um, 
every contract that is done for a player, a copy of that contract resides in the possession of the Major League Baseball Players Association. And any agent who represents player A, a player comparable to player B, can call the Players Association and say, would you please send me a copy of player B's contract? I'd like to see the terms and conditions that he got in his deal because he and my client are effectively twins. Okay. So that contract was available to the agents of every player that have played for the seven teams that reside in the no tax jurisdictions. And it had never been done before. And it's been done once since then in 19 years. By who? By the agent for Christian Yelich. Do you know that person or did that, did they like, obviously did they got the idea from what you did? Yeah. I have no idea. I don't know the person. I've never spoken to them. I've never heard where they got the idea. Maybe they actually did what they should have done, which was to, you know, take the initiative to pick up the phone and call the players association and say, can I have uh, information on any Marlins contracts and any, uh, it's called special covenants, any special covenants um, agreements that they may have had. That's all it would have taken. And they would have sent to uh, that particular agent not only the contract for my client, but for virtually every other player on the team hmm. who had any sort of special covenant um, agreement with the Marlins. So this is the kind of stuff that uh, you talk about on the Follow the Money Ball um, podcast that just launched. Again, David Sloan is hosting it. So you've got two episodes up. The, the first one went up with um, your attorney, actually, Ricky Volante, who's a sports and entertainment attorney. Correct. And then, he's been uh, involved in sports and entertainment law for eight years. Uh, he was also an adjunct professor at a school in um, Cleveland and then also at Harvard. And he's lectured uh, internationally. Actually, he was uh, uh, sent over to, I believe it was Cambridge University, where he did some lectures there. Um, very, very good lawyer in general, but particularly in regard to sports and entertainment law. And we talked about various issues that uh, he sees in the world of sports, both that exist presently. And, you know, he kind of took out his crystal ball and and we talked about what he saw might be coming in the future. Right. And then your second guest, which just uh, the second episode (laughs) went live this morning again. I got to figure out the whole Substack thing, but is Bob Nightingale, who is the lead baseball writer for USA Today. That's correct. Um, one of the, uh, you might call them beans, if you will, of uh, writing for Major League Baseball. Bob's been around a long time. He's written for several different newspapers, and he's been with USA Today for for many, many years. A uh, very well-respected writer. He's also one of the writers who gets to vote for the Hall of Fame candidates and um, just an all-around really good person. Cool. Um, so who's next? I have a, uh, a friend of mine who is also uh, consulting with me on Major League Baseball issues for another uh, company I'm trying to do some business with. His name is Mike Cavers. Mike is a former player himself, as well as a college teammate of a former client of mine. And he was also a, a field rep for Nike. So he has some very interesting stories that... Uh, I'm looking forward to hearing about, well, I was in the locker room at Yankee Stadium when this player or that player said this or that about what he wanted from Nike. Mm -hmm. 
So uh, that's the next one. And then um, I have some other former clients that I'm looking to. And then just today I was invited uh, to become a member of the advisory board of the Concussion Legacy Foundation. And I am going to be uh, interviewing the director of that, a gentleman by the name of Chris Nowinski. And that would make for a very interesting interview. We're just oh, waiting sure. for there to be a, a uh, event to use the, Chris said, let's use the interview as kind of the kickoff for uh, an event that uh, we'll be doing. And uh, wow, that really made me sit up and take notice that he thought that highly <laughs> of it, that uh, that he would want to use it in that uh-huh. in that fashion. So no, they figured me... that with, with me having had three concussions at the very least that I qualified for the foundation. Right. Well, that's how you found the, uh, the, this, this uh, pituitary tumor, because you thought you were experiencing symptoms and thinking that it was a result. You, I know you've, David's got a, I don't want to say you're a hypochondriac, but you know, he's a worrier. He, he, you know, he's, he's a, he's a mal lady, um, Man. Uh, but anyway, you, you had symptoms that you thought were because of the concussions. So you went to see a neurologist and it turns out that you've got this brain tumor. Yeah, he said, um, I, I doubt that it's anything to do with your concussions and they can't diagnose CTE and, uh, unless it's postmortem. Um, but he said, let's get an MRI done for you. So I went to get an open MRI because I'm claustrophobic. And the open MRI showed, yes, this uh, pituitary macroadenoma. Okay. Well, and and the rest is history. One question for you from the chat room. Um, uh, David asks, are are, uh, a quarter of professional ex-athletes still bankrupt? Should books like Dark Side of the Game by Tim Green be required by potential players? Well, it's tough to say required, and I don't know the exact uh, percentage of players that are bankrupt. Uh, they're they're getting better advice these days. The unions finally took up, uh, stood up, and took notice of what was going on. Um, so they've gotten more involved. Although it's like almost any type of of I'm using air quotes here agency, like dealing with Medicare, for example. Mm-hmm. Medicare does good things, but they do them you know, in their way, and they do them probably 10 years after they should have done it. Same thing here with these things. The the union, um, you know, some people see the unions as strictly there to negotiate collective bargaining agreements. Um, my dad had been involved in unions many, many years ago, back in the 20s. And in addition to, to trying to get better working conditions um, in terms of money for people, those better working conditions concerned health issues. Mm -hmm. And um, so here's something where they're getting involved in financial health issues for the players. So there, for example, the NFL has a uh, program now where if you want to become a um, financial advisor for players that play in the NFL, Mm -hmm. you have to be approved by the league. Now, with that said, they've approved at least two or three guys who have totally scammed players and taken tens and tens of millions of dollars from the players. So again, it's a good concept, but it's executed very poorly. Um, So nonetheless, as I say, the the leagues, I think, are are doing a a good deal more of it. As far as agents are concerned, um, there's an awful lot of agents that are doing uh, cradle-to-grave, so to say, services, 
where they're not only negotiating players' contracts, but their same company are doing those players' taxes, they're doing their investments, right. they're doing <clears throat> concierge services, everything for these guys. And, um, you know, it, truthfully, even though they they may be honest, it's in their interest for the player to either not know or not want to take the time to know what's going on with their own finances because then they're more dependent on the agent. Mm -hmm. Why is that important? Well, it's very important for an agent to have players as clients. If you don't have any clients, you're not an agent. And the toughest part of that is is kind of a two-parter. One, you have to recruit players. But once you recruit those players, it's just as hard, if not harder, to hold on to them. Right, because, it, because you, yeah, there's no, there, yeah, there's no loyalty. You know what? We need to do. We'll do a thing on maybe on follow the money ball one of these days. Uh, maybe I interview you for follow the money ball on some of this stuff, because um, uh, I got other shit I need to get to now. But um, it's interesting, okay, and that's why that people want to listen um, yes. to, to your to your podcast. So again, follow the money for now. Uh, but just know that we're going to be changing that uh, because I screwed up. Um, anyway, some interesting things and and maybe just a small amount of snark. Maybe you'll get there once you get more comfortable behind the mic. You need to loosen up a little bit, but we'll get there. So um, go subscribe. Okay. All right. By all means. All and right. share it with any of your sports fan friends, please. Thank you. Yes, definitely. Thanks, all right. Nicole. Bye, David. Love you madly. I love you too. I'll see you later. All right. So here's the deal. Here's what we're going to do. I'm going to take a very brief time out, take care of some business. And then um, <laughs> I teased it yesterday. So I promised you guys that I would share my experience going through ketamine therapy with you. And a couple of weeks ago, I played for you one of the um, uh, one of the, uh, the recordings that I made. So it was a little bit into it. I realized that um, I couldn't remember much when I'd come out of the, you know, after the journey, as many people refer to it. It's a trip. You're tripping. Um, I come back and, and like not remember the experience. So I thought I'm going to take a... A, a tape recorder with me and just record. And so last time you guys remember, it was a lot of, wow, wow. This time from, I go back in tomorrow, just so you know, from this time, um, I was a lot more uh, uh, articulate, a lot more verbal. And some things happened that I have no memory of that kind of freak me out. Um, not in a bad way, in a good way. So I'm going to share some of that with you. I will open the phones. If you have any questions, I'm happy to share what I told you. I'm going through this. I will share it with you. So um, we'll do that. While we're listening to these two spots, I will be drinking my Blendjet 2 coffee drink. So good. Iced coffee. Go to blendjet.com. Uh, slash feed me 12 and you'll get 12% off your order free two-day shipping get a blend jet too it's, it's a great little tool to have around and by the way on the uh, home page at nicolesandler.com there's a line right across uh, almost at the top of the page it says support our sponsors links to all of these sponsors that uh, if you hear about something you want to try out you can go there get the the correct link to get the deal and and all that 
All right, back in two minutes to tell you all about um, <laughs> my ketamine treatment. All right, uh, I promise, if nothing else, you will laugh because it's pretty wild. Uh, why do I keep hitting this? I don't mean to. Uh, no, you stop now because I'm going to hit this. <laughs> Something weird is going on. The gremlins are here. All right, here we go. You've probably... What? All right. It's, 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 you know what? It doesn't want to play the commercials, does it? Try this. I'm going to give it one more shot. And you know what? We're not doing commercials because my computer has a mind of its own. So screw it. We're not going to do that. We're just going to launch into it. Um, I'll play the commercials at the end of the show. All right. So I have been, uh, let me back up at the beginning. I've suffered from depression since adolescence. And uh, they, they are using these new therapies, new psychedelic therapies to treat, um, you know, treatment resistant depression. I first read about it, about psychedelics for uh, veterans for PTSD years ago, and I found it fascinating. And now ketamine is FDA approved. There's a, um, there's a, um, uh, a, a nasal spray. It's called Spravato. I believe it's manufactured by Johnson & Johnson. You see, because they changed it a little bit, they can get a patent and make money. So insurance covers it. It's all a scam. The, the way that insurance companies work, but that's not what this show is about. Anyway, so I started on the Spravato and realized that I was getting like partially there. You know, that I wasn't having the major breakthrough. And I was talking to the people who run the center who are um, uh, sponsors of this program now. Um, and I'll, I'll give you information on them in coming days. But the, um, uh, so I'm talking to them. I'm like, what's the difference between the Spravato and the infusion? The infusion is an intravenous um, infusion of ketamine. And what she said was, with the Spravato, with the nasal spray, basically you're absorbing, your body is absorbing about 50% of the available drug. With the infusion, you're getting 100%. And the difference is, though, the, the ketamine, the, the, the um, Spravato, the S-ketamine, is FDA-approved, so insurance covers it. The infusion is not covered by uh, insurance. And they charge three... See, stop it. This just came on itself. $300 a pop for this. I'm like, well, I can't afford that. I said, you know, maybe I can do it once and see how it goes. And she looked at me. She said, if you do it once, you're not going to want to go back to this bravado. So um, long story uh, made very short. I'm helping them. I'm setting them up with the, with their own podcast and getting them started and everything. And so we're doing a trade. They're going to be a sponsor on the show. And they're um, and I'm participating in their um, uh, tests that they're doing. And so I'm going through a session of a, a, a course of treatment with the ketamine infusions. I've now had five of them. Uh, there are five more to go, at least, I guess. So anyway... Um, so the last one was last Wednesday. And now what I do is there are different playlists to listen to. Johns Hopkins University put out 
uh, a playlist if you go on YouTube and you Google Johns Hopkins playlist for ketamine therapy. (laughs) I'm not kidding. It comes up and it's just over an hour long. And it seems like the what you experience is like choreographed to the music. Now, if that's not confusing enough for you, there's another, there's an artist, like an artist who does this kind of music named John Hopkins. Go figure, right? Um, who also does this. And, and so there's Johns Hopkins University, who's had this, they've been researching psychedelic treatment for depression, anxiety, PTSD, and the like for years. They're at the at the forefront of it. Um, and then there's this musician named John Hopkins. Both playlists are really good. So the one that I did last Wednesday was John Hopkins. And at the very end of it, there's a like a campfire. The last track on it is like an hour into it. And there's a campfire and Ram Dass, the old... Um, I don't even know what you call it, beatnik, uh, was was doing some affirmations. And I was repeating what he was saying. And I'm listening back to the tape going, I c- there's no way I came up with that. And then, so what I did was I went back to the tape and matched it up with my recording to see what I was hearing when I was saying some of the things I was saying. The only time there was somebody speaking was at the very end. So throughout this tape, and again, I was very verbal, throughout it, it was just the music playing. I have no memory of any of this. Now, I played for you something from the beginning of it on uh, yesterday's show. Um, about 20 minutes into, it, into, the, uh, into the infusion, um, I was doing a lot of let me now now I'll hit the play button. A lot of like you know deep breaths and a lot of <laughs> a lot of that. Ooh. All of our connections. I, I talk about connecting a lot of We're connecting. connecting. Wow. <laughs> we connect on a lot of levels. So I think this is a running theme for me. Because one of the ways that that they said they don't quite know how it works, how ketamine or psilocybin or MDMA works to alleviate depression, except that they're getting results. One of the things that they believe it does is, you know, I guess as we get older, sometimes the synapses that connect in your brain come disconnected. So they're saying that this drug, this ketamine helps reconnect the synapses like gets them, they're like tentacles and gets them moving again where they can all connect. So each time I have one of these sessions, I visualize some kind of 3D puzzle with pieces coming together. And that's an overriding theme in all of them when I've recorded it. I, I talk about connecting, about about things connecting. So I went into it, by the way, with an intention. You're supposed to go in with an intention. And my intention was to get to the bottom of why I get so, when I get frustrated, I get angry. And after I get angry, I get depressed. That's my cycle. And then I'll spiral if it's really bad. So I said, I want to get to the bottom of that, why I'm dealing with that. But then that's my main intention, but then I'm going to just go with it and let it take me where it goes. Okay. So when I first started talking about 20 minutes in, it was a lot of this Things are connecting. We're connecting. A lot of deep breaths and, you know. Kabbalah. 
I level up color selection. I have no idea what that wow. is. Wow. Hmm. Okay, and then I think this is what I played for you yesterday. Then this started. I sing, I laugh, I dance, I make things. I sing, I laugh, I dance, I make things. I sing, I laugh, I dance, I make things. Okay, now, here's the thing that, that I, when I heard this, I'm like, I do, what? First of all, I don't much sing and dance. Although I did Saturday night, but that's a different story. I don't. Um, and and listen to my voice. I mean, you've, I don't say I laugh. I sing, I dance, I laugh, I make things. There's an affectation to me. It sounds like... It's obviously me talking, but that's not me, right? Here. I sing, I laugh, I dance, I make things. I sing, I laugh, I dance, I make things. We're all connected. We're all connected. We're all connected. Hmm. Okay. And that's where we are. So there are often long periods of silence. We are connected. And I kind of cut out the silences to get to where I was being ver- ver- verbal. In the elected. We're connected. A lot of the connected stuff, right? Interconnected. Connected. We're connected. <laughs> we are connected. We are connected. We are connected. It's a, it's a connection. <laughs> Everything is connecting. Wow. It's all connected. <sighs> We're there. Again, I have no memory of any of this. If I hadn't recorded connected this. Connected in every space. Time continuum. This is wild. <laughs> wow. I'm in physical space. I'm in physical space. Okay. Nice. Hmm. Okay. There were like three main like points of where there was right a lot. Write about it in the book. Write about it in the book. It's spaces. Wow. It's infinite spaces. <laughs> we connect. <sighs> okay. So wide open spaces. We connect with wide open spaces. We connect. Frank. Frank. Okay, so I get very quiet again. Um, wide open. And I go through this whole spaces. wide open spaces thing. And, and that goes on for quite a while. You know, little like, wow, oh, wide open space, whatever, whatever I was seeing there. Obviously, wide open spaces. So on the tape, you know, I put it out. I, I use a recorder and I could see the waveforms of the audio. And so I jumped to the next part where I got very verbal again. 
<laughs> get ready for this because it's wild. I am my perfect home. I am, I am my, my perfect, perfect home. home. Okay. I am my perfect home. Okay. I am my perfect home. I have no idea what that means. I'm here. I'm here. I'm on Oh, this this part. I, okay. Nah. You know, we have a a, a, a sponsor, Nom Nom, which is the Min. dog food thing. It's the only Nom I can think of. And listen, listen to what I do here. I don't get it. I don't. I have I'm no nah. idea. A Nom. In Nom. Here, I'm in. Nom, nom, <laughs> nom, <Yeah>. nom, nom, <laughs> nom, 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 uh, Honey Bunny's asking, nom. are your eyes open or closed when this nom. is happening? I have a, a blindfold Nom. on, so it's dark. So Nom. my eyes are closed. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Listen to my voice Nom. here. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. Nom. Hello. <laughs> Nom. <laughs> All right. So hello, hello. Then there's a lot of hello, 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 hello. Hello? Pollyanna's asking, did you have a guide for this? No, you're you're in a room Mm. alone, and that's why I record because you don't have a guide. All right. So the next, I don't know what the nom thing was and all the hellos that came up last time as well. A lot of hello, 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 hello. I don't know who I was talking to. But, um, okay. So, all right. Now, this is the part. That, that when I heard this, it's like, oh, my God. Ah, I've got those old souls. Old souls. Old souls. Old souls. Connecting. 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 They all need to connect, 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 connect. Those old souls connect, 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 connect. How wild is this, right? Old souls connecting. Old souls connecting. Old soul connecting. Old soul connecting. Old soul connecting. Old souls 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 connecting. 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 They connect. They connect to infinity and beyond. They connect to infinity and beyond. They connect. To infinity and beyond, to infinity and beyond, to infinity and beyond, to infinity and beyond. <laughs> to infinity and beyond, 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 to my 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 infinity and
Wait, hold on, hold on. Oh my god. Um how wild was that? Just how wild was that? I have no idea where that came from. Why? How? No idea. Um um yeah. Pretty amazingly wild. Uh hi, Spaco. Spaco, you there? Okay, I can't get I can't get a phone call up. Sorry, I should take the number down. This is not working. But infinity and beyond. What I, I have no idea. Alone, you alone, you alone, you alone, you alone, you go alone, you go alone, you go alone, you go alone. You go alone, 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 you go alone. You go alone, you go alone, you go alone. And this goes on for a while. You go alone, you go alone, you go alone. You go alone, you go alone, you go alone, you go alone. Again, I know for anyone just tuning in is going, what the hell are we listening to? You go alone, 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 right? So I had old souls connecting, old souls connecting. I had singing, laughing, dancing, making things. Um, so, you know, all these things happen within the course of the hour. And I remembered none of it after the fact, if you're just tuned in, we're talking about ketamine therapy. And I, so I'm seeing a therapist. I talked to my therapist through better help and I play her the tapes and um, you know what she said, look, Art and Eugene just said, that's what is told you just before reincarnation. Wow. And she asked me, do you believe in reincarnation? She said, because I, this to me sounds like you are gathering all of your past lives. That's what all the, the, the old souls were. And she said, what her, you know, what it felt like to her was, you know, each time I said old souls connect, old souls connect, old souls, old souls, that I was talking to each one of them and and bringing them back. I don't know how it works. All I know is that I came out of that session and went, once the, the, the ketamine stopped flowing, I was back. We're, you know, we're about almost through uh, the hour again edited but um at one point i uh i said i'm back we did it i'm back and then i said wow that was 
I wonder if it's right here. Hold on. Let me see if uh, if this this might be where I say, wow, I came back faster than before. Hmm. This time I came back really. Wow. And you can Wild. tell this sounds like me. That sounded like my voice and my persona. Some of the other ones did not sound like me. I don't know what happened. I was out there. Wow, I was in an I was on another plane. I reached Nirvana. <laughs> Reach Nirvana. So um again, I'm feeling better. I'm happier. I'm lighter. It's like tons have been lifted off my shoulders. I don't know how it works, but I really feel like it's working. And obviously something is happening while I'm in that state. So um, I I have another session tomorrow morning. (laughs) And then our guest tomorrow is uh, somebody who's, the book is in the other room, but it's about how you know, philosophy, how uh, how to make a case to make a better world. So it, it's all it's all meshing together. Um, I hope you appreciate. I mean, I, I, I struggled with whether or not to play this for you because it's pretty out there. But a number of you have asked and I said I would that I would share it with you and share the experience. So I will continue to share the experience if you want me to. It's up to you guys. But yeah, I think there's a like a past life thing there or something. I guess I should go out with like the Twilight Zone music or something. Or to just say, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon and I'll let you know how tomorrow morning goes. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, uh, Old Sage Joe says, be careful you don't float away. Uh, I'll tell you, when I'm in there, what I do remember is none of those things I was saying, but I remember this feeling like we're putting together this 3D puzzle and climbing this tower. And I remembered the final piece going in. And when it clicked in, thinking that I don't know what's going to happen then, but then it was like, we did it. We finished. And I, I hear that that is on the tape. We didn't get to that part. But um, the stuff on the way, uh, you know, the, the, there's a nurse practitioner who does the infusion. She puts in the IV and she monitors you. And when the thing ended, when it ended last week, and I walked out and she said, wait till you hear this tape. I'm like, really? She goes, oh, yeah, I'm not saying anything else. Wait till you hear this tape. And I'm guessing she must have heard the old souls and to infinity and beyond stuff. <laughs> but any of it, right? So I, I, I'm an open book. I'm willing to share because I think this is important. I think this is an important breakthrough in the treatment of mental health. Um, And I know I'm an early adopter here, so I will share it with you. And that's part of, you know, my deal with these people at this center. And I'll give you all the information next time on how you can contact them. I'm going to have one of the directors on the show so that they can answer more scientific questions. You can call in and all that. But um, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Just I'm going with it. So, all right. With that, um, I'm going to go in again tomorrow and then I'll be back here tomorrow afternoon and uh, I'll give you a, you know, a report. All right. Speaking of NOM, 
Nom? 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 You've probably heard me talk about my dog, Jackson. He's my baby boy. And as he's gotten spin, well, not anymore. In fact, I often have to spoon feed him to get him to eat. Well, no more. Not since we started feeding him fresh food made with whole ingredients, backed by veterinary science. It's Nom Nom. Now, I actually tried making food for him myself. I'd cook up big batches of chicken or beef with vegetables and rice or potatoes. But without knowing what I was doing, he wasn't getting the vitamins and minerals he needed and certainly not in the correct balance. That's all changed now with Nom Nom. Go to trynom.com, T-R-Y-N-O-M.com slash sent by Nicole. They'll ask you some questions about your pup and tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them to you. By using my special URL, trynom.com slash Nicole, you'll get 50% off of your first order, plus free shipping, and it's a great way to help support this show too. Again, that's trynom.com slash Nicole. plus Nom Nom comes with a money-back guarantee. If your dog's tail isn't wagging within 30 days, Nom Nom will refund your first order. No fillers, no nonsense, just Nom Nom. I'm Nicole Sandler, and I've struggled with depression since adolescence. Now, I've seen my share of therapists over the years, though I hadn't lately. That's because it's gotten really difficult to find any good therapist locally, let alone one who you really connect with. So when I was presented with BetterHelp coming aboard as a sponsor of the show, I was thrilled. And since I'll only endorse products and services I believe in, I signed up to check them out. And BetterHelp makes it easy. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. So you go to betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler. You'll get 10% off your first month. You fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional cost. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Nicole Sandler today and get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash Nicole Sandler. A third party at a table for two. I'm sorry, I don't mean to intrude, but it was me and you before you met her. Stuck her name where mine used to be, but my name in them fit the rhythm better. I'd go if you had a ride, I'd smoke if you had a light, I'd fall every time for this. But love is trippy like that, sometimes you think that you've got it. Nobody's gonna trick you. This one, baby, but love will slip through your hands. You never know how hold it, control it. You're gripping, it's tripping you up. Says the woman who sings at the bar. This is for you, you know who you are I was you once looking for someone I never found She paints in a low smoky voice 
pictures of bruises bad days and boys and how they've stood her up just to let her down she'd win if you were the prize gives into all of your lives she falls every time for this but love is trippy like that sometimes you Overdressed, undersexed, starving for yeses or maybes, tired of always being ignored. You might see the available chair beside me. The invitation is there, but I'm not the kind of scratch she's itching for. Her name is Amy Cooney. That song is Love is Trippy. It's uh, from, I don't know, 15 years ago. It, I don't think it ever came out on a major label. She did a demo. It was Her whole album was really good. I think that's her only album. But I've been hearing the song Love is Trippy in my head <laughs> since I started on this journey. And I just thought I would play it to end the show today. It worked. Hope you enjoyed it. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.